Welcome to The Horse, a show hosted by longtime Yukoners Dan Bushnell and Jenny Hamilton. On this show, we talk to a diverse collection of people about living in the Yukon, what brought them here, why they stay or have left, but mostly, we like to talk about what truly makes them tick. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show coming to you from the Yukon's capital, Whitehorse, or as it's known to the locals, The Horse. Hello, Dan. Hello again. How are ya? I'm really good. Good. That's that's nice to hear. I got up the other morning. I walked outside. Right. And I had turned my car on so the headlights were on. Right. And we had that first really hoarfrosty, crystally day. Right. Cold enough. Oh my god! I stepped outside and like every single thing in my yard sparkled, and I could see snow being blown. Because we get that super light snow here that blows around. Right. I could see snow being blown, and it was just twinkling down through my headlights. It was absolutely stunning. Yes. It was like watching diamonds fall through the sky. Right. It was so beautiful. And I was just like, I had one of those moments which is like, this is why I live here. Yes. And they do come. They, oh, yeah. my God. This is one of those times of year where I find the Yukon so beautiful in January. Yes. It's so beautiful. It is. And like... And I hate winter. Oh, man. But it's gorgeous. I hate winter, too. But the hoarfrost? I know. I will stand outside to stare at hoarfrost. Yes. And, man, the wax wings have been going bananas. Oh, I know. Gus lets us know every time they're in the yard. I love them so much. They're, yes. All you have to say is birdies, and he's flying across the house oh, yeah. to look out the window. And they do that weird chatter thing. Yes. Yeah. You know? I, I, like, I know there's lots of speculation as to what that noise is. I don't care. I find it cute as hell. Yeah, absolutely. He's quit doing it. He's just, I think he's just monitoring them now and making sure they're okay. <laughs> you know, we have, we have a raven. And it's more than one, but we have a raven that you can, you know it's the same raven because of the Behavior. call. Okay. It, you know, yeah. it throws out the same kind of call. Yeah. And um, it knows our cats. Watch it from the window. <laughs> oh, they're and, smart. Ravens oh, are smart. Oh, I know. And it sits in the tree. Right outside the window. Right. And it yells at them. <laughs> and they yell back. Oh. And like. And it's just a, it's a verbal fight. It, it's so funny because I watched the two cats going, if we get out there, you're in so much trouble. And the raven is literally singing going, yeah. Yeah, come on out. Let's see what you got. Right. Like and I don't I, have friends. It amuses me to know. Oh, I think the funniest thing I've ever seen involved ravens. So I worked at the theater across from an elementary school. And all the ravens would land on the theater roof and watch the kids because they were out in the field playing. So one day, one of the ravens flew over and pretended to have a broken wing. So, of course, all the kids are like, let's, let's, well, some were, oh, no. And then, of course, there was a group that were like, let's go kick it. (laughs) And I was like, oh, what's going on? Because I didn't know it was pretending. I thought it flew along and then went down for that. So as the kids got a little closer just the roof of the theater emptied and they just started dive bombing these kids i've never laughed so hard because the broken wing raven flew away and these kids just screamed in terror i love it and then they all just flew back to the theater roof and was like okay lunch is in an hour see you then you know they're just entertaining themselves (laughs) absolutely well it was very entertaining for me too watching ravens toboggan down the roofs and stuff (laughs) 
And then do it again and again. Yeah. Like where they're clearly just playing. Oh, absolutely. I love it. Yes. I love it. One of the things I've noticed too, and this is a summer thing, but I've noticed in the summer that Ravens have figured out that when you walk down the side of the road of a highway. Right. It is covered with dead bugs. Yes. So many bugs get hit by your car. Right, and just fly onto the... And they just fly onto the side of the road. Yeah. And you just watch ravens, like, walking along eating dead bugs. Right, it's a smorgasbord all along the highway. All along the highway. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, you can be hella lazy as a raven here. Right. Because they're just like, oh, there's food over there, there's food over here, there's food everywhere. And, like, I know that people get pissy about ravens landing on the hood of their car while you're sitting in your car eating. Well, they... You you, can, oh, you don't even have to be eating. Just sit in your car in a parking lot, and ravens will show up. Be like, "What do you got?" I know, and they land on the hood of my car and look in, and they tap on my windshield. Yeah, and let me tell you, I throw them stuff. Oh, absolutely! And I know it pisses yeah. people off. They're like, "Well, they're nail scratch your hood." Shut up. Yeah, well, guess what? You can always repaint a hood. Yeah, it's like, have you ever driven down any road here? Right. Your car is getting scratched. Well, if you ever park too close, your zipper on your winter coat is just scratched to shit out of your paint. (laughs) The amount of fucking uh, branches that are drugged down the side of my car, making a screaming sound the entire time, is just... Yes. (laughs) Yeah, if you... Well, my cat walks on my vehicle when it's in the garage because he can see out the windows then. Yeah. So, you know, fair enough. Okay, so I went out and I bought shelf brackets. Okay. I I bought a lot of them. I don't know how many, but I bought a lot. Right? You were just like, I'll take them all? Yeah, I bought a ton of them. Okay. The only reason I've purchased those shelf brackets is because I have every intention of making little shelves. For the cats? For the cats so that they can run around the walls right and get up on top of things yeah and um because i want them to be able to one get in different perches right because they love that shit but i also want them to be able to get away from the dog yes oh that's fair although like fejo and benjamin right now Mm -hmm. are they have such a cute relationship right and they play so much oh that's cool they play every day yes and uh their play involves Fejo trying to make Benjamin chase him. Right. Benjamin realizing that Fejo is way, way too fast for him to ever catch. Right. But still trying. He really tries. Yeah. And then them having biting fights. Oh, so they're wrestlers. They wrestle. Yeah, like Fejo stands on his hind legs. Yes. And Benjamin is a dog, so right. Benjamin stands like a dog. And uh, Benjamin bites Fejo and Fejo bites him back. <laughs> and they sit there and they bite each other for like five, six minutes at a time. Right. And uh, then... Fajal runs, right. Benjamin chases him, and Fajal gets on top of something, and he bites him, and it goes on for hours. Right. Until eventually, Benjamin catches Fajal mm-hmm. and licks all of the hair on his entire body <laughs> the gotta, wrong direction. It's got to drive him nuts. Yeah. Oh, he hates it. He, so you see Fajal standing up, and he is covered from ass <laughs> to ears. In dog in slobber. dog slobber, and all of his hair is pushed wrong way. <laughs> I, I love it to death. That's I love awesome. watching it happen. Now, I was chatting with Sarah the other day, and I've come to this realization. Like, when I was a kid, right? you know, I always used to think about the things I had in common with people I wanted to date. It's like, oh, my God, we have so much in common. Right. You know, and it's like, we like all the same things. We like the same music. And it's like, okay. You said that so you had something to talk about? Sure. Yeah. You know, but now, 
Mm-hmm. It is vastly more important in my relationship that we hate the same things. That gives you way more to talk oh about. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> I come home and I'm just like, okay, so today this fucking guy. And I start talking to Sarah and she's like, oh my God, I hate that. And I'm like, right? <laughs> you know? It's to justify our own bullshit. It, you know what? It takes, Which is me, fair. it takes me a long way. Oh God, could you imagine living with somebody who would like disagree with you? Oh, it wouldn't last. No. It wouldn't last 10 minutes. No. Be like, I mean, are you... sometimes you need to be disagreed with. Well, you... well, that's when you disagree with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, sometimes Sarah disagrees with me, and I'm like, inside, I know I'm wrong. Right. Yes. And I just need someone to tell me to settle down. Right. That's, where they're just yeah. like, you need to settle down. Or I, I be a dick about it, and I take the other person's side. I don't believe it, but I'm going to play that yeah, game. Oh, are, you, are you sure you're not overreacting, honey? Because... I'm in a good mood, and I'm just like, let's fuck with you. That's that old devil's advocate thing. Yeah. Oh, there's an advocate part of it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes I'll piss Sarah off. Right? On purpose? Or just random? Oh, okay. Yeah. I I like to make her angry. Look. Right. Everybody that is in a relationship knows that sometimes, like, the best sex you have is when that relationship comes to a crashing halt. Right. Like, right right up to the razor's edge. Yeah. And you have that, like, makeup sex. Right. Or that, like, it's over, but we're going to have sex one last time. (laughs) And it's a little bit more angry and a little bit more aggressive than normal. Right. And that's hot. Okay, I'm going to fight with a wife tonight. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, the thing is, man, is, like, when you're in a long-term relationship. Yes. You know, because both of us, we've been married, like, Decades. Decades. Right. Right? You gotta spice it up sometimes. So I will piss Sarah off for no other reason than, like, when she gets really angry, I'm like, how mad are you? Right. Well, you take me up the hall and show me how angry you are. Right. Discipline me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, you take me down the hall and sort me out. Right. Put me in my place. Yes. How mad are you? Mm Mm-hmm. Mad enough to hurt me a little? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes. I highly recommend it. it if yeah. you're in a fight with your spouse, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity. It is. It is. It's an opportunity to get hit a little bit harder than, and when I say hit. Right. I mean, fucked. Right. <laughs> right. A little yeah, bit harder, harder than normal. Yes. Take the opportunity. Do it. Take Just it. Do right. Once, find out. How do you know if you don't like it? Well, you know you what do? else, too, right, is like, if you don't have sex until you're chafed every now and then, mm-hmm. have you really done it? Right. Do you remember it? You'll remember it tomorrow. I'll yeah. tell you that much. <laughs> the, there's a, a woman that comes in the shop and um, we tattooed harder on her butt. Okay. Which I thought was super funny. Right. But we did it in white ink so that like you don't see it until her butt's a little bit red. Oh. <laughs> and uh, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And also just so honest. Right. Well, I mean, to each their own. I get super tired of the prudishness of people. Especially since you can just smell the bullshit. It's just bullshit. Right? Like, I can understand being wary, uh, naive, but prudish, that's a completely different thing. There isn't this many people on the planet because people aren't having sex. Exactly. You may not want to talk about sex. Right, that's fine. You may want to have, like, 
sex that you're very comfortable with. Yep. Also totally fine. Absolutely. But don't shame people. Don't, yeah. For enjoying themselves. Right. For having a good time. For appreciating a super, super healthy part of life. Exactly. Right. Right. Like, we have enough bullshit in oh, life. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. So I was talking to someone the other day that was in the, in the shop. We're planning a tattoo for them. Right. They're a former sex worker. Okay. And they have a lot of guilt. Right. Around that. Hmm. And uh, like, that to me is so indicative of our country. Right. Of our culture, of, of our North s- American culture. Yes. Because there are lots of countries in the world where that, not only is that not frowned upon, but like, you can go in like Amsterdam, say. Yes. Right. And in many of those kind of countries, which are all, in my opinion, vastly more progressive than we are. Well, they, yeah. Where they have universal health care and they have universal mental health care and universal daycare. And they've been doing it for centuries. And they acknowledge that loneliness and a lack of physical contact with other people is a huge health issue. Mm -hmm. So you can get sex work prescribed. To me, that makes so much sense. I always think about anyone out there that's a parent that's had a child. Right. Knows that sometimes the difference between your baby thriving and not thriving is skin-to-skin contact. Right. We as human beings require a certain amount of physical contact. Yes. We know today when the dad gets to hold that baby, whip your shirt off, hold that baby against your skin. Exactly. Because it does a world of good. In terms of the healthy development of a child. Yes. To have that skin-to-skin contact. Yes. That doesn't change. No, it doesn't change with age. It doesn't change. No. And so, I mean, like, we need to stop shaming people. Right. For continuing to do something healthy. Yes. As long as it's done healthy for both sides. You know, and it always comes down to that, which is like... What we need to, the conversation we need to be having right. isn't about sex. It's about consent. It's about consent. Well, and that, and like sex work is work. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm a big advocate that if, you, if you're a sex worker, we need to make it so that you're safe 100%. and healthy and, and properly compensated. At, you know what else, too, is we need to make sure that we aren't shaming these people. Yeah, do we shame other... Well, we do. We do shame other people for other kinds of We work, shame people for everything they do. But not as much as that. You know, and right? I, I just, like... Yeah, it's bullshit in my mind. It's people of privilege and of all that bullshit. So that now, they're the ones throwing shame. Well, I'm going to throw this out. Okay. Because... So, and because I'm a fucking contradiction. Okay. So I fully, I fully support sex workers. Right. I, I fully believe that that is a healthy thing to do if somebody is in a situation where that's what they want to or need to do. Yes. For me personally though. Right. I've always had this thing Mm -hmm. where I want to have sex with people that want to have sex with me. Right. And I feel like if I'm paying you to have sex with me, it's because I have to pay you because you don't really want to. Right. Right? <laughs> you know? No, I get that. I mean, that, that's and, that's the emotional side of it as well. And that always throws me off. And because for me, like, I, I've always been a person that, like, I want to have sex with somebody I really like. Right. And I want that person to like me enough to want to have sex with yeah. me back. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a whole, that's a whole, whole other series of episodes well, you, you, know know what what it, you know what it is you know? too is part, partly it's because that turns me on mm-hmm. right but there are a lot of people that get turned on by the exact opposite of I that. know 
Yeah. You know, so I mean, like, you do you. Right. Right now, I support you doing you. Yes. It's not for me. No. But that, but I but I think that that's fine that's too. Good for you. Yes. You go and do your thing, and that's what I think where everybody needs to get. Yes. Which is like nobody is telling you you have to have sex with somebody for money. Nobody's telling you you have to be paid for sex. Right. All I'm saying is I in no way judge you for that. No. I, know I certainly won't shame you for that. No. Just like I won't shame you for having monogamous sex or polyamorous sex. Right. Or whatever kind of sex right. you want. You know, as long as it's safe and consensual. Well, and that's that's the key for me. And I, I, I would want to spend more time talking to the workers to yeah. see exactly like why and if this is what they want to be doing. And that's hella available for us. Absolutely. That's something that we as a culture and a society can do. Exactly. But we don't because we have a deeply embedded Bullshit. Christian ethic. Well, you know, it's, it's, you know? it's, it's a big topic. It's a big um, issue. Mm-hmm. And I... Something that, you know, other countries have proven can work. Is it perfect over there? Probably not. Well, and where do but we... instead of delving into all that, we just shame. Well, and where do we draw the line on what sex work is? Because, like, you speak to any server. Right. Any server. They will tell you all the same kind of things. Which is, like, the way you dress affects the amount of tips you get. Yes. Whether or not you have physical contact with, with the person yeah. you're serving... Yes. Is how big your tip is. If you can find a way to touch them, they will tip you better. Yes. Right? So is is being a server sex work? Uh, at one level. It's a different level. I, right? Yeah, there's innuendo there. Then what about people that go and get massages where it's not about musculature, it's about touch? Right. Is that sex work? I don't know. That's, you know? These are the things that I would be curious about. You know what else? Or are, are curious about. I don't care. Well, I don't care either, but... There's also a part of me that does care for the worker. You know what? Because what comes to my mind when I speak to other people about this topic is, well, that's how we cure those incels. They can just hire women and do what they want to them. And I'm like, "Uh, no, I'm not cool with that. You know why? Because that's not cool. Where you lost me on that is do what they want to them. That's I'm paying them. They'll do it. Fuck. That. That's where Fuck I need the clarity. That. No, there has to be rules. There yeah. has to be safety. See, and when I say and, I don't... And consent yeah, at that it's level. It's all about that. Like, I go to work and uh, there's consent in what I do. I sell weed legally. You know... Right? I'm gonna, consent. I'm going to jump into boxing on this. Okay. Because, and I don't know if we've talked about this before. Possibly. If we talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, I had a really interesting conversation with Matt Hearn once. Okay. Who was on uh, the podcast before. Yes. We should have Matt back because he's just wildly interesting. But anyway, we were talking about about boxing. Right. And people always talk, refer to boxing as violence. No, it's consensual punching, isn't it? It's consensual. Yes. Boxing only turns to violence when you do something that goes beyond what the other fighter has consented to. Right, which is breaking the rules. Which is breaking the rules. Right. You've consented to a certain amount of physical contact. Above the belt, right? Yeah, there's a referee in the ring to make sure that you don't do something that wasn't consented to. Right. And if you do, you're penalized for it. So, with sex work, should there be referees? Well, there needs to be rules. Yeah, but there needs to be enforcement, too, because when you have a power dynamic That's right. physically... That's right. Yes. So, I mean, like, that is what it is for me. Yes. When you have consent, we don't have violence. No. Violence comes in when you go beyond consent. Right. Right? And when you go beyond consent, be clear. 
Right. You are being violent. Right. And how, how, do we, how do we know what consent is if we don't talk about it? That's right. Right. And when we push things into the shadows mm-hmm. and when we shame people, we push people into a place where they are going to be sub, like submitting or submitting, subjecting themselves to violence. Yes. Right. Because, because there won't shame. be the consent. There yeah. won't be the talk because they'll be battling through shame and guilt. Yeah. Which is other people's bullshit. Other people's bullshit. Yeah. Shame and guilt only comes from the judgment we put upon ourselves as given to us by other people. Right. Or even if we are assuming that's what other people think. Yeah. That's what guilt is. Screw guilt. Fuck yes. Like, because I got to tell you, trying to figure out what I actually believe Mm -hmm. and what has been handed to me by a lifetime of Christian values, of being raised Catholic, of like uh, being judged at school. Yeah. I'm so sick and tired of people talking about socialization in school. Right? Socialization happens in community. In community. Yes. Very rarely is your school your community. No, I was I was not socialized in the school grounds. I was socialized when we played after school. Well, and like where else in our society are you forced to deal with things in the way that you are at school? Oh, maybe the workplace. In the workplace, we <laughs> have some protections. We do. If you bullied me or talked to me or were rude to me the way that people are in school, right. in the workplace? Oh, I would be A, fired, or B, in charge, depending on the workplace. Exactly. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? But at least in the workplace, we have some rules. Yes. Absolutely, right? yes. And in the school ground? There's no fucking rules. I know. Rules. I know. There's no rules. There like, might be more now. I don't know. I don't I know don't kids. Know, but in our day, oh, it was just... But it, every time yeah. someone says homeschooling, somebody else screams out socialization. If you're homeschooling and you're like, okay, my children can never be around other children. Well, that's an issue. That's not homeschooling. That's, that's not homeschooling. That's, you've kidnapped your own Th- child. Yeah, that's indoctrination. <laughs> yeah, right? that's a like, cult. Oh, um, no, most uh, I know a lot of kids that were homeschooled. I know a lot of parents that did that, and their kids are fine. They're actually some of my favorite people. Yeah, because they've they've actually socialized not just with their own peer group at a younger age, but learned to socialize with older people as well. That's right. Yeah, and you socialize a dog, right? You raise a child. There's yes. a difference. Okay. You know, there's a difference. There like, is, yeah. Oh, I'm sure I'm not a parent. I, I, I you know what? I, I'm talking to my ass. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, <laughs> no, man. I, like, you, I mean, it sounded great. It sounded good. It sounded like what you should write on, you know, uh, you quote on your new book. It's a nice soundbite. Yeah. It's a nice soundbite. But uh, do I know? I don't fucking know. I don't know. You know, like. I think you should raise a dog. I, well. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you, like. I can raise a cat. I, I'm very good with cats. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm in a situation with a dog. Right. right now. Of your own doing. I don't know. Go back a few know, podcasts. Like, you were pretty excited. Oh, I like having him. Oh, absolutely. He's a good guy, but uh, I'm not going to pretend that, like, there isn't a lot of work there. Well, that is. Oof. It's like uh, if you all you do is date musicians and then suddenly you start dating a dancer, you're like, oh, they're artists. Nope, they're different people. They're completely different breeds. <laughs> Okay, so I'll tell you something about Benjamin. Okay. That little dude hurts feelings. Oh, he's... he's he just hurts your feelings. people's feelings all the time. Right. Benjamin, he is so food motivated. Right. That his willingness to pay attention to you mm-hmm. is entirely based on who's holding the food. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
If you're not holding food and somebody else is, right. you're not friends. Okay, so he and I are a lot alike. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bring him here all the time and the hairdressers right. love him. And right. they're so good to him. And I appreciate it so much. Yes. And they're all dog people. And so they know the rules. They know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Often. Right. Like particularly Mel. Right. Because Mel raised bulldogs and it's very different. Yes. Mel has told me and given me so many good pointers on dealing with the bulldog. Fantastic. And yes. Talise upstairs has a couple of dogs. She took them to the same training he went through. Right. So she understands all the language. She has also shown me how to teach him. Right. Which is so great. Because, yes. I mean, Sarah gives me the rules and I always like, you know, I, I listen with half an ear sometimes. And, <laughs> and it's nice to have, the, have other people remind me because yeah. I'm not in the classes. Okay. Sarah's in the classes. So, okay. But Benjamin does this thing where they all love him. They all treat him really well. Yes. But if I'm holding food in my hand, mm-hmm. we come walking in. He won't go visit them. No. He looks over at them like, and oh. he walks away. Yes. And they're like, Benjamin, because they want to see him. Yes. But he's like, that's you don't have food right now. And he does. Right. And your feelings are immediately hurt. Oh, well, it's good to know. That just taught me something. Like, literally, if somebody walked in with a cheese plate, this podcast would be over. You, you know what? You'd be doing it on your own. Okay, now. <laughs> because my attention would change. Where do you stand on Stilton's? Oh, I love Stilton's because they're so diverse. You can get the nice blue cheese and stuff in there, but I've also had a ginger mango Stilton. Oh, my God. I had a mango Stilton the other day. I, last night, I was eating fresh bread with um, uh, a blueberry. Oh, no, sorry. It was cranberry Stilton. Oh, oh nice. It was so good. Right? It's just a diversity of flavors. They're so good. Right? And I mean, and it's like... I, okay. I need more of them in my life. You know what's super embarrassing about Stilton's with me? I think the first time I heard about a Stilton was probably on Wallace and Gromit. My mom's like, oh, Stilton. I didn't know it was called Stilton. We just called it blue cheese. And only my mother and I would eat it because my dad and brother were like, Bleh. but my brother learned to, like, as he grew up, his culinary yeah. taste changed. Dad still hates it. <laughs> Funny. Which is great because, you know, when we get together, we buy a wheel of blue cheese and just don't share with dad. Well, that's it for this episode. We hope you had fun and maybe even learned something. The Horse is brought to you by Molotov and Brick Tattoos and J.L. Hamilton Productions. Until next time, remember to be kind to yourself and to others. podcast.